to help in time of need. Hallelujah. God is there to help each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We just talked about how awesome it was that he came down and died upon the cross for each and every one of us. If it was not for him and if he did not want to help us, he would have never done that. Amen. If he did not want to provide a way of escape from the things of this life, he would have never come and died upon the cross. Hallelujah. He loves each and every one of us here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. No matter what comes our way, he will still help you. Amen. The Bible said he's an ever-present help. Every time you call upon him, he's there. Hallelujah. He listens for our cry. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord, he is the only way out of any situation. Hallelujah. You see, no matter how smart I think I am, I can't always get myself out of situations. Hallelujah. It seems like sometimes if I try hard enough, I can mess it up even worse than it was when I tried starting to take over. Hallelujah. But some, somehow, if I can find a place to pray and ask God to help me, Amen. He will always be there, and he will always answer. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to jump into the Old Testament this morning. I found a, uh, a king. His name was King Asa. And uh, he took throne. He tore down all the idols that were there, put up before him. And he commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of their fathers, the fathers of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, because of this act, because King Asa turned them back towards God, God blessed Israel. God gave them victory. God gave them miraculous victory, in fact. Second Corinthians, Second Chronicles, I'm sorry, 14 verses 9 through 13, we find King Asa is in the midst of a battle against the Ethiopians, and uh, he was terribly outnumbered. Um, somewhere in the, in the amount of King Asa had about 580,000 men. Okay, that sounds like a lot. But then you think the Ethiopians, they had at least one million footmen, not counting the 300 or so chariots that they had. They were terribly outnumbered. But, you see, King Asa didn't really even worry about it too bad. Um, in Second Chronicles chapter 14, 9 through 13, it says, And there came out against them Zerah the Ethiopian with an host of a thousand, of a thousand thousand and three hundred chariots, and came unto Marisha. Then Asa went out against him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Zephathah at Marisha. And Asa cried unto the Lord his God. You see, Asa knew where he needed to go when he seen trouble coming. And he said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. He said, Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God. Let not man prevail against thee. So the Lord smote the Ethiopians, before Asa and before Judah and the Ethiopians fled and Asa and the people that were with him pursued them unto Gerar 
And you can read on and you can see that they, they, they utterly destroyed them and took much spoil from this battle. But it was all because Asa, if he would have done it in his own power, there would have been no way for those 580,000 soldiers to overtake this Ethiopian army. It was logically impossible. But Asa knew, I have power from another source. And that's from the Almighty. And that's what he said, God, I rest on you. We may have no power, but help us, O oh Lord, for we rest on you. And in thy name we go against this multitude. O oh Lord, thou art our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knew and understood that God loved them. Praise God. God blessed Asa for his trust in him, believe it or not. In fact, God sent a man of God to speak to Asa directly. And we find this in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. It says, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, Israel hath been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. Verse 4 says, But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexations were on all the inhabitants of the countries. And the nation was destroyed of nation and city of city. For God did vex them all with adversity. Be ye strong, therefore. Let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Praise God. Said, the Lord will, is with you while ye be with him. Amen. Praise God. It's no accident you came into this place this morning. Amen. There's no accident. Is anybody out there this morning? Praise God. It's no accident that you came into this place today. Praise God. As long as you seek God, you will find him. That's what the Bible says. As long as you will seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, that's when it seems like he is gone from you. But once you turn back and you begin to pursue him, he will be there and he will be found wherever you may be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. There, you know, King Asa, for some reason, didn't last all the way through his life. I don't understand why not. But I found something ironic as I was reading through here. At the end of Asa's reign, we find in 2 Chronicles Chapter 16, I'm going to skip through some of these verses, Brother Josh, and jump down to verse number 9, chapter 16, verse number 9. And I, I saw this, and I thought this was pretty awesome. Verse number 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. The Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect 
toward him. Hallelujah. Praise God. God looks to see what kind of blessings he can give his people. It's not, not what it says. God goes around looking, who can I bless today? Who can I help this morning? The New Life Pentecostal Church, he's walking through the aisle saying, who here can I bless this morning? Who here can I uh, help out of a situation today? Who can I uh, pull out of a pit this morning and, and put them on, on a solid ground and, and put their direction in the right way this morning? Hallelujah. Praise God. His eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth. You think it may just have been happenstance that you woke up and said, I'm going to church this morning. But I'm telling you, God woke you up this morning. And he brought you to church. And he said, I want to pull you out of the pit that you may be in right now. The situations that you may be following, the situations that may be surrounding your life. I've come this morning. I've brought you to my house that I can bring you and I can set you aright. And that I can, that I can be a help to you today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You'll never be able to do it on your own. The Lord is always looking for someone to help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You see, there's another familiar story. King Asa may have not been too familiar, but this one, I promise you, almost everybody's heard this story before, and that's about David and Goliath. Hallelujah. David was a man that knew how to trust God. Amen? Is everybody awake this morning? Hallelujah. David was a man that knew how to trust God. When David went to give his brothers some food, he saw a giant that was there. And he saw what this giant was doing. Hallelujah. And he seen what, and he, well, I guess you can't see what the guy was saying, but you can hear what the guy is saying. Amen. Praise God. He heard what Goliath said, and he said, I, I defy the armies of the living God. And there's just something got inside of David, and he said, you know what? I can't stand that. That's my home. That's my God. I'm not going to put up with this. In fact, if you read through the scripture, I... You can go you can go and read the passage in 2 Samuel. I'm sorry, 1 Samuel. Um, where all this took place. But bear with me this morning. David was there, his dad sent him there to uh, give some food to his brothers, and this giant comes out and he said, I defy the armies of the living God. Send me a man that I may fight with him. Is that not what he said? Praise God. He wanted to fight somebody. And he said, you know, I'll, I'll make a wager. If he overcomes me, the Philistines will be your servants forever. But if I overcome him, y'all have to be our servants. Amen? Amen? Well, David hears this. And he begins saying, man, did you guys, Brother Wisdom, did you, did you just hear what he just said? Can you believe what he's saying? He just said he defies the armies of the living God. You're just going to sit here and let him say that? 
Bree, did you hear what he said? Are you just going to let him say this kind of stuff? You just, you just going to let him say that kind of stuff? <laughs> but something was stirred up inside of David. And he went out throughout the camp. I can just imagine. He's running around saying, I can't believe what he just said. Why are you guys just standing here doing nothing about this? I don't understand it. Man, and then his big brother. He knows all about this kind of stuff. <clears throat> His big brother comes to him and says, David, would you just shut up? My goodness, I know what's in your heart, man. You think you can do everything. You know, actually, he wasn't too far off. <laughs> but David knew he could do everything through God. Amen. Amen. But his brother said, David, come on up here, JJ. I want to. You're going to be David today, okay? I'm going to be the big brother. Are you just going to sit here and stir up all these guys and make them want to do something? You know that could kill somebody. Did you know that? You see how big that guy is over there? You understand that? Are you sure? <laughs> Praise God. I know we're having a little fun this morning. But I'm trying to drive a point home. David understood, you can sit down, David understood that God was being attacked in this situation. David understood that his home was an attack in this situation. David understood his future was under attack in this situation. And David said, I'm not going to put up with this. And even though his older brother tried to intimidate him and tried to change his mind and tried to make him really think, look, do you really think we can take somebody that size? I know I probably would have been too logical in that situation. I wouldn't have tried to go up to that man. And I would not have tried to take him on. But I'll tell you something. David, something was inside of him, and he said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause, Brother Sean? There are giants in our lives. They will rise up, and they will tell you that they defy everything that you exist about. Everything that you live for, they will try to attack it. Those giants will try to tear you down. Whether you have the Holy Ghost or whether you don't. But is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? You understand, I have a future that I have promised to me. And that is to walk on the streets of gold and to see my Jesus face to face. And I will let no giant and I will let no situation override my drive to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We could go through this whole chapter of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Go home and read it. Do some Bible study. But let me paraphrase so I can get down and get done this morning. David went to the king. And the king said, 
Man, you're just a boy. There's nothing you can do. David said, King, you don't understand. There is a cause that I must fight for. And there is a God that will back me up. I have help from which you, I guess, don't have any understanding. You're the king of his country. But why in the world don't you believe that he can help us in this very time? Hallelujah. David said, I slew a bear and I slew a lion with the help of God. I'm this guy, this old giant, this old Goliath is nothing compared to my God. Hallelujah. And when I call upon God, that's what he did. He, he told that Goliath, he said, you come against me with swords and staves, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He said, I have a power that is above every other thing in this world. And there is nothing you can do to intimidate me because I know my God will take care of me in this situation. I know my God will bring me out and you will be on the ground and we will have to bury your body because there is nothing in this world that can overpower my God. Hallelujah. We will never have a problem that we face, that we can't face with the help of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to what David had to write at the end of his life in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 through 7. It says, And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, the God of my rock. In him I will trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death come past me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell come past me about. The snare of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God and he did hear my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears he said I know who I can call upon regardless of death is knocking on my door regardless of situations that I don't understand how I'm going to get over them are right there outside my back door I can call upon the Lord and he will hear my voice out of his temple. And he will hear, my cry will enter into his ears. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. God is our shield. He is our protection today. Hallelujah. There is no one like our God. Praise God. Praise God. Psalms 115 verse 9 through 11. Again, this is our text. It says, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And you say, preacher, I don't understand. What are you talking about? We are not Israel. We are not of the house of Aaron. The psalmist didn't stop. Verse 11, he says, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help. And the shield. Hallelujah. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He 
is their help and their shield. Hallelujah. Psalms 30 and verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Psalms 119 verses 113 through one verse 117. I'm sorry. I hate vain thoughts, but thy, thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word, depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live. Let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be saved. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 23. Psalms 23. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It reads, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. All through this passage so far, it's all hunky-dory. It's easy to say amen. He will lead me. He will guide me. I'm going to lay beside still waters. What a beautiful picture. But verse number four goes on and says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. This is not in my notes, but I'm, I, I just, just wanted to tell somebody, you know, there is a place of refuge. In this day and time, there is a place of refuge. Amen? How many know where that place is? The house of God. The house of God is your place of refuge. A place where you can find an altar and you can repent of whatever was hap has happened throughout the week. And you can fall on your face and say, God, I need your help. Hallelujah. A place where God can be found when you cannot seem to find him anyplace else. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalms 133 and verse 20 says, Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalms 84 and 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will, be, will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, these two men... King David and King Asa, neither one of these men had the Holy Ghost. Neither one of these guys had the power of the Holy Ghost living inside of them. But yet they understood that there is a help beyond what they can do. There's a help that is out of this world, if you will. Praise God. A help that when you call upon him, he will be there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care where you are this morning. I'm almost done if we can have the musicians come. I don't care what's going on in your life today. There's a reason that you came into this place today. 
Amen. Can we stand this morning? There's a reason that you are here this morning. Hallelujah. And there is a comforter that Jesus sent. There is a comforter that Jesus sent. John 14, 16 through 17 says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. John 14, 26 and 27 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Amen. Hallelujah. There was a day when some men wanted to understand and wanted to know who this Comforter really was. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do about this comforter? How do we get this comforter? How do we get the Holy Ghost? How do we go about getting what you have? This assurance that you can find help no matter what's going on. How do you go about this is what these men are asking. And Peter answers them in verse 38, says, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he goes on and he says, The promise is to you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The Holy Ghost is our help this morning. The Holy Ghost is our help. Hallelujah. Can I have your help this morning, church? Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is our help today. You understand, throughout the New Testament, the disciples, the apostles, they, they had to face situations for preaching the gospel. And then, but there was something that drove them every day to get up and proclaim the gospel of Christ. And that was the Holy Ghost. You see, the Holy Ghost is what gives you peace to face all things. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 14 and verse number 17, Paul writes, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You can have the Holy Ghost today, friend. You can have the Holy Ghost today. Jesus is here this morning. He stepped into this building to help you. Hallelujah. Regardless of what you may have done, what you may have said, where you may have gone, God has come into this place, and you have come into his house today, and God is reaching for your soul today, and he has made you a promise. I will fill you with my spirit. If you could just come and you could surrender yourself to me this morning, I will give you that help that you have been seeking for. I will give you the help that you need in your life at this very moment. Hallelujah. Jesus is here right now. And he wants you, hallelujah, to give your life to him. He wants you to repent of your sins. He wants you to be baptized and be filled with his spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God.
You see, we have a, a treasure, a promise that we receive when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that excellency of the power may be of God and not of us, that God may receive glory, if you will. Verse number 8 says, We are troubled on every side. You may have issues coming on from every side, but we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We may be persecuted, but I can promise you we're not forsaken. We may be cast down, but we'll never be destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Friend, the Holy Ghost is your answer to your problems. You come searching this morning for something new and fresh in your life. You come searching for answers today. Everything will come clear when you receive the Holy Ghost. I can promise you. Jesus will take control if you would only ask him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These altars are open this morning. Jesus is reaching today. You need help today. Why don't you answer the call this morning? Jesus is reaching for each and every one of you today. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost this morning. God wants to give you help that you know not of. You can't do it on your own anymore. Just surrender everything to him. Hallelujah. Can we find a place to pray this morning? I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.